Welcome to Private Banking Strategies Podcast with Vance Lowe and Seth Hicks, your secret weapon to protect your assets and never have to start over financially again. Vance and Seth help high net worth individuals, families, business owners, and investors structure an asset-protected, tax-free fortress for their families. Learn how to keep what you earn and use the velocity of money to create your own private banking system. Join us on this journey as we explore the secret strategies of the rich and political elite and help you take total control of your financial security. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to Portfolio Pulse, the go-to podcast for medical professionals and entrepreneurs hoping to learn more about achieving financial wellness, accumulating wealth, and building the life they deserve. In every episode, we either interview a purpose-driven leader or a medical professional that's not only building a business, but giving back to the community as well. And we present relevant subjects in finance today. So we're not here just to talk about money. We also talk about meaning and maximum impact. Today's guest is Vance Lowe. He has 40 years in the financial industry, and Vance has extensive knowledge in the financial arena, extending far beyond his numerous accreditations, honors, and accolades. And for over two decades, Vance owned and operated a successful money management firm. And as an expert in the financial markets, stocks, bonds, 401ks, and other retirement vehicles, Vance developed a keen awareness of market risks and of the market dangers that put clients' hard-earned money and retirement funds at risk. When he discovered the infinite banking concept through his friend Nelson Nash, he, re he realized that there was a far superior way to grow wealth and obtain compounding interest without any market risk. Vance discovered the age-old secret that the ultra-wealthy and politicians, as well as banks, have known for over hundreds of years, be the bank yourself. So Vance, welcome to the show, sir. I'm so thankful to be on here with you. You do such a great job with your people. I'm just honored to be here today. Much appreciated. Can you tell the listeners where you're at? I'm located just north of Fort Worth, Texas. I moved out of the Metroplex. I'm supposed to be retired. Don't tell anybody, but I just enjoy what I do, I do so much that that's why I'm here. Yeah. I mean, you seem more of like an educator at this point in your career than, than anything else. And I think that's important. Yeah, an educator slash coach, just trying to help people do it themselves. Perfect. Well, tell us more about private banking strategies, you know, the company that you have and what you've learned over the years and how that can be applied to any of our listeners. Well, thank you for reading a part of my bio there. Sure. You know, how would we feel if you've been in business all that time working hard for clients and then discover that you might be doing things wrong. <laughs> that, would hurt, that would hurt. That would, it would hurt my pride a little bit. I think. That's like steering a big ship. It takes a long time. But once it gets in the right direction, we can go down that road. And that's what happened to me about 18 years ago. And I discovered this infinite banking concept from a client. I don't have a lot of claim to fame. My clients have taught me everything I know over the years. Yeah. So... I actually contacted his office and initially the person that picked up the phone was R. Nelson Nash. And I said, why are you answering your own phone? And he said, everyone else is busy. So I thought I'd just help out. And <laughs> the rest is history. I, I literally was tutored and taught by him. And I don't claim to know the depth of his knowledge and understanding, but I 
think we came away with what he wanted to try to accomplish in life with this private banking strategy. And that's, that's to be the bank. Mm -hmm. We've given that away. Anciently in the United States, the family unit was the strongest component that made our country strong and successful because they were independent. They could do things, you know, go out in the wilderness and survive and they could build communities. And that art was lost. I like to tickle people's attention by saying we lost the war of 1900 and that's when the federal reserve was born. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a book out there called, I think it's called the creature of Jekyll Island. Everybody needs to read that book to find out who is in control right now. And so I'm kind of at odds or at war with the federal <laughs> administration, the federal reserve. So if we can help people get the banking equation back in their life, what is that? A lot of people wonder, why should I do this? Well, the banks always get the money back, don't they? They do. And we only get to use our dollar one time and it's gone forever. And the cycle goes, okay, we have to go back to er to work, earn another dollar to replace the dollars we spend. Well, there's all kind of flaws in that. Number one, it takes we have to earn a lot more than a dollar because we have to pay the whole system all over again to net a dollar for us to use. That goes against the principle of never, ever spending principle. Well, everybody around us, our whole lives have always spent principle. And that's because of the herd mentality. Just because everybody's doing it does not make it right. That's true. Water, water cooler talk is a big thing, you know, like learning from your brother-in-law over a steak dinner, at, you know, or Thanksgiving you right. know, around the table. It's like you hear all these things and you want to try to put them to the test, but it's not always in your best interest because everybody has their own unique financial situation. Right. You know, Warren Buffett, I'm kind of a fan of him, mm -hmm. his, because he also has reached out to the public and tried to teach the, the public. One of the outcomes of the Federal Reserve taking over the country is they eradicated this strategy and they took out all learning about money. So everyone has a concept of what money is according to the banks. And that is so the banks can get the money back, not to help us, but to literally be a, you know, slaves to the banking system. So by putting the banking equation back in, it's like setting up your own mini economy your family is an economy unit and that's what is exciting to me that's what we teach that money you get the choice of who the money comes back to so and if we can get the money back then we start living a lot of the money principles and we become successful so we know that it works it's been working for over 200 years like you mentioned and the, the ultra ultra rich use it corporations use it big banks use it right so it's we know it's got to work if the big banks are set up not to fail how can our own small economy that we generate ourselves not fail what are some of the strategies or some of the things you can talk about that would make it possible for these listeners if they wanted to implement this how could they do it well, there's a lot of things they could do. There's a lot of things online that we can look at. The Nelson Nash Institute is a great place to go. It's a national institute. At the beginning, I was on that board a little bit, and that board was dedicated to going around to insurance carriers. The life insurance carriers are really 
responsible for the banking in America when America was first started. Many companies came into existence to meet the needs of people around them. They co-mingled, they co-opt, so to speak. They formed a life insurance company. It took care of death benefits. It took care of the banking equation. It took care of agency, you know, things like documents, gold, silver, you know, precious metals. They didn't have banks back then. So that's, you know, so we've tried to go back and teach the insurance people their heritage <laughs> because they've lost it. They mm -hmm. do not even remember how, you know, why they came into existence. Many of them. So many of them do. And fortunately, those contracts that formed the perfect private banks still exist. And this is what we want to announce to people. They exist. All we have to do is show you how to organize it, put it together, and then you get to choose who ends up with the money at the end of the day. Hopefully it's you. <laughs> Hopefully it's us. <laughs> and then they discover, well, wow, I don't have to spend principal anymore. Because we show people, if we can get back 100% of your monthly expenses mm -hmm. every month, then you're not spending principal. You can obey that law. All right. So that's exciting. Oh, also in your economy, if you're running your own private economy, you do not trigger any legal taxable events. That's huge. Now to get it into your economy, yeah, you have to pay your taxes. And if you've got new money coming from outside sources coming in, yeah, those taxes have to be paid because we're not trying to skirt the laws at all, sure. but inside right. your economy. You, you know, we show people, well, this is the fun part. This is the, the payoff for us. You said in our bio on this, we 100% believe that growth without risk, without any market risk or economy risk. The only risk is the person looking back at you in the mirror. Mm -hmm. Now we have to, we try to tell people we have to divide you. That person in the mirror has got to be someone else. It has to be, in this instance, your client. So if you have trouble with that, replace them with my picture or someone else's picture. They're in your house, eating your food, playing with your toys, kids, driving your cars. Wouldn't you want them paying for their fair share? And that's Certainly. what's missing. Okay. Right. So they get that set up, they go forward. And all of a sudden, when they put the banking back in, in they can use a dollar over and over again, because it keeps coming back. So, the lights start coming on and it's, it's such an impact for me. I call it the goosebump factor. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> we have so much fun doing this. Oh, it, it, you really mean that? So yeah, it, it, it really is that, that way. So what I, else? <laughs> yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to bring up two famous people that everybody should know about that have used this system that created way more wealth than they could ever imagine. The first one is Walt Disney. Absolutely. You know, there's a book called Money, Wealth, Life Insurance that I read when I first got into the business. You know, I'm obviously I'm securities licensed, I'm life licensed. I do a lot of different research on different topics. And Walt Disney was trying to create his first theme park centered around his movies called Walt Disneyland out in California. And he went to so many different banks and nobody would lend him the money to go out and create this theme park that he knew would create generations of joy and 
you know, different experiences for families. And so when he finally got to his wits end and said, you know what, no one's going to lend me the money. I'm going to borrow from the policies that I've been putting money into for decades. And I'm going to create this theme park myself. So he created his own little mini economy. And then he used those funds to create theme park that we all know and enjoy today. And then he was able to create Walt Disney World in Florida, right? So he's got two now, or the corporation does. The second person is somebody called James Cash Penny, JC Penny, right? So on when this company was on the verge of bankruptcy, he was unfortunately unable to get loans from any banks because his balance sheet looked horrendous. So he used his policies to create enough cash flow to prevent his company from going into bankruptcy. And it became one of the largest department stores globally that we all know and enjoy today, especially around Christmas time, like it is now going out and finding those last minute gifts. So those are two people who have used this successfully and really know how to work it and have created generations of wealth from that. Remember also Croc, McDonald's, exactly the same thing. Ray Croc, exactly. Yep. Yeah. If it wasn't for, you know, his self-banking, McDonald's wouldn't exist. <laughs> that's true. Or he wouldn't be able to do all those franchises, you know? Mm -hmm. so that's, a, that's a great point. Did that story feel like it was about you? Do you feel like you are generating a lot of revenue, but are not moving forward as fast as you would like? Do you feel you should be making more progress toward your financial goals? Do you feel stuck? Let us help you get unstuck. Are you ready to take action and get your own private bank? Please call Private Banking Strategies at 817-200-4777 or visit us at www.privatebankingstrategies.com. So let me just ask you this. You've been in the financial industry probably your entire career. You're still working in it right now. What is your relationship with money? Well, money... You know, you can't buy happiness with money, but if you mismanage it, you can sure become miserable <laughs> in true. your life. Right. Wealth is knowledge, and we have to use money in our lives to be able to enjoy uh, our wealth, our families, and, and society, so to speak. So the proper use of money doesn't have to be re-earned and start over every single month like people think. So we try to introduce them that, to that. We have a, a way to test drive it. There's a, there's a little program. We, we probably spent 10 of the 18 years, me and a couple of other people, developing a way to illustrate this banking strategy because it is abstract. It's really life insurance in itself is abstract because it's not a product. Well, the banking strategy is not a product. It is a lifestyle as a way of life. Mm -hmm. And then you have vehicles to store money, to be able to use it properly and get growth to beat and or stay at inflation, beat the market, whatever else. But it's, it's important that, people understand that they can do it themselves. We're taught kind of like, oh, we've got to have professionals for this, that, and the other, and everything else. It's quite simple, but it does take a little bit of time to learn. So we illustrate that. If people want to put their numbers in, they get to take it for a test drive. We have a, a, a very famous podcast, we're going to call it. One of our very first client successes was a chiropractor 
and he okay. was mis he was misdiagnosed with Lyme's disease, Jeez. and he couldn't practice for two years. He had two sons at Michigan University. He and his wife came into my office. When when I shut the door and sit down, they just burst into tears. Jeez. Wow, how do you deal with that? You know, so you're thinking, okay, you know, part of our job as, as coaching and teaching is a little bit of counseling. And his wife just blurted out, I think we're going to have to file bankruptcy, you know, and I, but I, I just don't want to pull my, my boys out of college. Is there anything we can do? Well, they outlined their debt and it was massive. They had racked up a half a million dollars of debt and they were completely out of, you know, credit, but he could go back to work. And we told him the system and everything. And he said, Vance, I can afford to put into the banking system because you have to, you have to capitalize your bank. Everybody knows that you can't put a dollar in and expect to take $2 out of your bank. You just right. can't do that. Okay. You have to capitalize first, but then it's the repeat. Anyway, we explained things to him and he said, I can afford two office patient visits per day to go into that. And, in you know, so if you add all that up, it's $20,000 a year. He had $480,000 of debt, and the average interest on that debt was just over 16% compounded rate of return. That would kill now, you can do the math. How long is it going to take him to get out of debt, even using that $20,000? Probably three lifetimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Folks, I asked him, how long is it going to take you out? They cried again. <laughs> this time, he was crying. And the the chart now shows he got out of debt in 62 months. A little over five years. That's incredible. Right. See, it isn't about new money coming into the system. It, it is, but it's taking that 20. And instead of, I'm, and, and I, I'm kind of deceiving a little bit here that when I say you get out of debt to the outside world, you are completely debt free right, inside right. your economy. All you did was buy the debt. Mm -hmm. But now that you own it, you can answer this. Is that a liability or is it now an asset? It's an asset over a liability. See, if you own debt, see, debt is part of our life. We finance every single thing we buy in life. We're either giving up the interest we could have made or we're borrowing, paying interest to someone else. Correct. Okay. I love it when someone says, oh, I don't have a car payment. First question I ask, then you've torn up your driver's licenses and you don't drive anymore, right? <laughs> and then they they go on guard. <laughs> I don't know what said, you mean. You need to tell me. <laughs> yeah, listen, because if you're telling yourself you don't have a car payment, you now took that money and committed to something else, didn't you? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, now the banks have you. See, the whole purpose is, and I ask, I love to ask this, how much money have you spent on cars? And they, well, what do you mean? You know, no, from the time you started driving till now, you've been buying cars. I'm not talking about the maintenance or the gas or anything. How much have you spent to buy your cars? You know, and if, you know, my average client right now is in their mid, late 50s. You know, anywhere from $150,000 to $200,000 on the average. And I said, I have a serious question. Do you want that money back? And they go, well, sure. And I go, darn, because if 
you don't want that money. Can I have it? <laughs> and that's always, this is the banking process. You've got to take your principal, you put it there. Is it worthless? Are you just going to give it up? Or are you going to say, hey, folks, I'm kidding. I need that money back. Guy in the mirror, you're going to rent my vehicle now. The banks aren't going to give it back. So. Right. So you've got to keep that money coming back into replace. And it's a cycling of money. This is why you and I have talked about Nelson Nash's book, you know, and I just throw that out to everybody. They can go buy that book on Amazon, suggest they do, as well as several of his other books. But one of those books talk about five laws. It's called Parkinson's Law. Read that. And then there's a grocery store story. And that yep. story is in there for you and I to convert that this is our economy. We are that grocery store owner. We cannot go in and take our food out free like we've always been doing. So I hope this is helping. I don't know if I'm being too abstract here or not. <laughs> well, the story, the story talks about, you know, if you're given the chance, would you walk out the back door with your groceries or would you walk out the front door and pay for them? Right. So it hurts the, it hurts the consumer when you walk out the back door because they're thinking that, you know, this is going to hurt the store owner because I'm not paying for my groceries, but it actually hurts the consumer. Can you kind of talk a little bit more about that? Well, yeah, you know, and the moral of that story is, is that if he gets his extended family, they have to shop at his store. Now they're I'm getting into the Rockefeller captive. analysis here. This is how what made those guys so famous is that they had to keep, whenever possible, the money in the family. Mm -hmm. Oh, you got to go shop at the mall? Do we own that mall? Now think of the ancillary income that comes in. Right. You got to go buy a car? We darn well better, better on that dealership. <laughs> so that, yeah, it's exactly that, that process. So this little analysis we do, and we offer that to anybody, we, we kind of have a, that little process, but because you have to be able to, uh, without committing, kind of find something out to see if it fits your lifestyle and everything else. The bottom line with this little strategy is it doesn't even take 20 minutes a month to work. And it has a huge impact. 63 months for a person to completely reverse, pay off all of their debt. So when you buy debt and you don't pay it off, you keep those payments coming in, don't you? So he had, I think it was like 23 different debts or, you know, and I'm, I'm guessing here, uh, I think I have it in my podcast, but I did that a while ago. Then that money starts coming into the bank. Once you buy, have bought that debt, you, you know, for, for the credit cards and the bank loans and the IRS loans, because they haven't been able to pay their taxes, all of those types of things. When you buy the debt, the payment still comes in until the money comes back into the bank. It's See, the bank, through. yeah, <clears throat> the bank president, he can't walk into his bank and say, hey, I need an extra 5000 bucks this re today, reach in the tiller and pull it out, can he? No. He would go to jail. Mm -hmm. Okay. Here's a great, great news. I have now 31 bank presidents as clients. Wow. Not one of them have said they understand how their bank makes money. And they're the president of the bank. They're of the branch. Of the branch. Got they it. are not the owners, folks. 
they are given a job to do. They do the job well. They've kind of risen up through the ranks. Vice presidents, presidents have their job and they come in because number one, they don't like what's going on. They've done the math. And if we could impart anything today, it might be don't refinance your homes. Never. We have a contract that is in illegal in most other, most other countries because it's so unfair. They collect the interest up front. But when you refinance, they don't have to repay you any of the unearned principal. Correct. And it's huge. People think they'll refinance for a quarter of a percent, won't they? I am so, guilty of that. I used to preach this, folks. You know, <laughs> this is why I was so angry. If people really want to get my experience, I also kind of wrote it in a, in a free book on our website. But to understand that you have to start over, oh, I'm going from 4% down to 3.5. You're never going to pay 3.5 until payment 360. But that's because they can do that on the last payment they get to call it a 3.5% loan. Mm -hmm. They start at over 95% interest. Oh, yeah, most of your payments in the first five years are all interest. Yeah, and so prepayment in the first five years, anywhere in the United States, sixty-five dollars to $85,000 of interest. Mm -hmm. And if they refinance every five years, which is the average, mm -hmm. that's hard to make up, folks. You can't get ahead doing that. No. I used to finance my home when the equity started creeping up under the upstairs bathroom, I called it. When then the equity started creeping under the door, oh, I can refinance again. The dumbest thing on earth, you know? But that's what we were taught. So do yourselves a favor. Even if it's double that, you're never going to make it up. Right. Well, the, you know, I want to I want to lead our listeners to the resources that you mentioned. The first one is a book by R. Nelson Nash called Becoming Your Own Banker. Mm -hmm. right? It's like $20 on Amazon. It's like 60 pages. It's an easy read. And then the one that you created with, with Seth Hicks, you know, there's a mm -hmm. book called how to grow rich with a secret that banks don't want you to know it's on privatebankingstrategies.com. It's also an audio book, which is very easy to listen to. So, you know, if you want a little bit more information on the abstract that we've talked about today, you can go in and you can check out those resources. I'll have links to them in the liner notes for the episode. Thank you for coming on today, Vance. I want to ask you one last question, and I think Great. I know the obvious answer here, but what is your purpose and lasting legacy that you want to leave to listeners and in your community? I want to share with everybody that they can win. No matter what their financial circumstance is, they can do their own strategy and be better off every day. You just consciously have to learn and know what to do mm -hmm. and make those decisions to succeed. Don't do what everybody else is doing. Okay, so my last thought is the herd mentality would much rather fail with company than succeed alone. That's true. That's a well, good so, point. That's yeah. a great point. You know, you know, people bring they bring others down with them as they continue to fall. So, you know, I know it's the way that we've been taught, you know, the whole American capitalism system is built on the banks. If we can create more circular structure in our own personal economies, I think we'd all be better off. Um, and having different asset classes on your balance sheet is going to create more diversification and rebalance over the time that you're growing mm -hmm. your, your wealth. And so thank you, Vance, for being on the show. This will probably be a very good eye-opening experience for the listeners. And uh, they can find you at privatebankingstrategies.com. You're on LinkedIn. 
and they can learn a little bit more about our Nelson Nash and his, you know, his learnings on, on Amazon by purchasing the book. Pretty simple. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, thank you very much. Bye-bye. Did that story feel like it was about you? Do you feel like you are generating a lot of revenue, but are not moving forward as fast as you would like? Do you feel you should be making more progress toward your financial goals? Do you feel stuck? Let us help you get unstuck. Are you ready to take action and get your own private bank? Please call Private Banking Strategies at 817-200-4777 or visit us at www.privatebankingstrategies.com.